Hey everyone, in this episode, I sit down with Dan Thiessen, the owner of Radix Performance Center Gym in Oakville, and Tony Sozino, a member of the Radix Gym. Tony recently underwent a massive physical transformation under Dan's coaching. You almost wouldn't recognize him from his before and after pictures. He lost over 45 pounds, cut his body fat percentage down by 20%, quit drinking, went from being able to do zero pull-ups to doing over 100 of them in a single workout, and transformed himself both physically and mentally in a hundred other ways in the span of only only eight months, all at the age of 50 years old. His story was so inspiring that I wanted to have him and Dan on to share how Tony achieved this transformation so that we could all learn from what worked for him and what it takes to accomplish a feat like this. As Tony gets into, the biggest help he had on this journey was a positive community and support system at Radix of Action Takers and the accountability from his performance coach, Dan. We 100% agree with the Radix approach. That's why at Rockstar, we can't stress the value of having the positive community and support system here enough. There's close to a thousand Rockstar members who you'll meet at classes and events, plus the entire Rolodex and network of professionals all helping each other out. It's why you get assigned a personal investing coach when you sign up as a member as well. Someone who's an experienced investor themselves, who has been there, done that, and can hold your hand and navigate you through any situation you might be going through on your investing journey. When you sign up as a member, your coach reaches out within 24 hours to set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with you to figure out your short-term goals and your long-term objectives for investing in real estate, and most importantly, your reason why you want to do so. As Dan, as Tony and Dan talk about in this episode, understanding and being able to simply articulate the reason why you want to get into shape or why you want to live life on your terms is what will give you the reason to truck through all the obstacles that inevitably will be in your path. It's Tony that made the transformation, but Dan sped up the journey tenfold for him. And if you join the Rockstarner Circle, it's you that will make the transformation, but your coach will tenfold speed up the journey. To learn more about the Rockstarner Circle membership and all the incredible benefits it offers, like one-on-one -on -one personal real estate investing coaching or a network of hundreds of action takers and professionals, reach out to us by email at members at rockstarbrokerage.com call 905-338-6964, extension 210, just to chat with us, ask us about the membership, come into the office for a coffee in Oakville, or simply visit rockstarnercircle.com slash member to learn more. We're here to help you out with your transformation of living life on your terms. And now, without further ado, Dan Thiessen and Tony Sozino. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so I'm live with Dan Thiessen, who's been a recurring guest on this show um, from Radix Performance Gym. Yes. And Tony Sozino. That's right. You pronounced it correctly. Oh, just come up right up to the mic. I forgot to tell you that. Sure. Yeah, so you just got to speak right into it. All right. Tony Sozino, Italian? Uh, no, you're close. Portuguese. Portuguese. Apology accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't know how to say your last name, so that's cool. <laughs> Dan just found out. Sozino. Yeah, there you go. So, Tony, it's, it's our first time meeting. You are a uh, gym member and uh, clients of Dan's, or you, you've been working out at Radix. But why we wanted to have you on here is because I've been hearing all about this massive transformation that you had in your health, your fitness, your wellness. And I thought it would be perfect to just have you on here to share it because uh, you just shared you just turned 50? I turned 50 uh, November 9th, uh, 2022. 
Okay. So yeah. big milestone birthday. Um, but you totally changed your health around. Yeah. So it was September, September. I got, uh, one of Dan's, uh, emails on upcoming eight week challenge. And was it the, the newsletter? It probably was. Yeah. 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 Smart guy has a newsletter. It probably was. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Depends how good the newsletter yeah, is. Shame great. self-promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I saw the newsletter and I thought, man, I'm going to be turning 50 in a couple of months. Uh, time to make a change, right? Because I first was introduced to Dan back in 2019 and did the program, went to Vegas, came back, stopped the program. And three years later, yeah, three years later, I thought, okay, and I got to get back in. Three years later in COVID. Yeah, right. And yeah. messed a lot yeah. of people up, right? Complete shutdown. So I thought to myself, you know, this is perfect time. You reached out to Dan, went back and forth. Uh, so where were you at at this point with your health and fitness? What shape were you in? Oh, horrendous. Uh, I was 205 pounds, 204 and a half. How tall are you? 5'8 uh, on a good day. Yeah. Nice. Right? Um, you know, first body scan, I came in at just over 35% body fat. Uh, Which is definitely in the unhealthy territory. Yeah, it was oh, very unhealthy. Grossly obese. I what's guess. what's considered obese? Is it past twenty five percent? I don't know if obese now goes by BMI or percentage wise. But if I'm going to give you my like uh, professional uh, for a male, I would say anything over twenty five percent, and yeah. you're like not in a good spot. Thirty, anything over thirty, and I'm very concerned about. Mm -hmm. And then what's it, what's the range for an athletic body type? Someone who is in good shape. Uh, body composition. It, yeah. Wise. It could be anywhere as low as like 6% and then, um, up to 13, 14%. You got a healthy athletic build. Yeah. And it just, anything under in the, like the 12 and less you're just, it just becomes to like how lean you want to be or, or, and look, but you're, you're past the point of like, like you, you'll check off all the boxes as far as health concern, and then it just becomes more personal preference. Like, do you like to look super shredded all the time, or do you think regularly sustaining six percent body fat is is healthy in the long term? In the long term, uh, that's well, we'll find out with me because I do that. <laughs> <laughs> so if I die an early death, then <laughs> Dan was too fit. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was not a good idea. Dan shredded himself to death. I. Uh, I've recently, and we could probably do a whole podcast on this, but I, I stayed in like a sub 6% body fat for a long period of time and had a bunch of blood work done and stuff. And like, I had some really messed up, uh, blood work and stuff based around that, but that's like a whole different podcast. Like hormones and all that. Hormones, everything. It gets messed up. Like yeah. I was like regularly scanning in at like three to 4% for like months. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And you have to be slightly psychotic, like to sustain that to stay that lean yeah, yeah because your body's just screaming for some fat all on the time it. Yeah. yeah so but that's a that's a different day different thing but uh i think anything over between six and nine you're in a very lean spot and you gotta just be careful with things um but nine is like lean look good perform well and then get cold easier in the winter time yeah yeah for sure <laughs> i noticed that in my leaner days yeah for yeah. sure uh you could it doesn't even be in like when you go sub 
six, you're just cold all the time. Yeah. <laughs> In the summer. Winter or summer, doesn't matter. Okay, so Tony, you were at 35%. And yeah, um, what, what else? Where, where else were you at in terms of your health? I mean, I was at 35%. Uh, I had to make the decision, am I going to go buy new clothes again? Because nothing was fitting, right? Like, you know, um, shirts, slacks, jeans, like everything was just not not in a good spot, spot, right? We've all been faced with that decision. Do I size up or do I get in shape? Oh, my God. I was like a tight 38, like waist, and it just it was just looking horrible, right? So, so the combination of looks, and also just every morning uh, dragging my butt out of bed. Uh, the regular, you know, take the edge off was a couple of glasses of wine at dinner, right? Finish work and, you know, just hang out with the neighbor or at home or, or whatever it was, right? And then, you know, the next morning you drag yourself out of bed and... So I, energy levels were down? Completely, completely down, right? Didn't have much energy for anything. I mean, I've always, uh, from a work perspective, um, always keep busy and that stays on point uh but everything else there was no time for anything what was your mental clarity like it didn't exist yeah it just didn't exist foggy yeah i mean in the morning it was a drag to get out of bed and then getting to work you you know um slog through the day and then come three or four o'clock you're seeing you know all right it's uh, day's almost over and by six or seven o'clock you're sitting down to have some dinner you have some wine you feel good for that brief period of time and then you drop you drop again and then you realize oh, i gotta do it again tomorrow mm -hmm. right and, yeah, and yeah you'll never sleep properly when you drink before bed ever. oh that's the other thing actually my wife was uh there was actually a point for about a month i ended up sleeping in the spare room because Oof. the snoring was just off the charts mm. right and what I did you attribute that to just like the extra fat on the neck and just probably i mean i never got it checked out my wife was urging me to get to a doctor and uh check me out for uh, sleep apnea and i'm thinking to myself man it like it's it's not a doctor that i need i need to get my button to shape right because i knew that i was way too heavy and just not not in a good it's... were you in shape before in your life at a previous time like how did you did you just know that you were out of shape or did you have you been in better shape before yeah i mean late teens early 20s i was in de decent shape i was probably uh, high 170s low 180s i was probably the best shape that i'd ever been in my life and when when i started with uh with radix the goal was 180 you know, I, I took a, uh, a screen snip, put it up on my uh, on my screensaver at work, and I thought, I've arrived if I get to 180, right? Uh, so that's that was the that was the goal from from the 205. And in terms of body fat, I didn't really have a goal. Like I talked to the the coach now and again and asked him like, what should I do, right? And his words were, I don't want to pigeonhole you into a number. So every single scan, it was, all right, um, you know, I would drop and I continue to drop. And there was never that, that set number. Um, and his perspective was always, you know, just it's how you feel, right? Well, you'll, you'll, you'll know once your body gets you there uh, based on, on your feel and, and how you look. Do you find having like a specific body fat percentage or a number in mind for weight or body fat is detrimental? It just mentally not that it it's not detrimental as far as like you know if you're like i want to be nine percent yeah but to make the transformation but yeah it's it's people get um they get stuck on two things one is the number on the scale and then the other thing is when they don't hit what they 
think they should hit in the time they should hit it, then everything's a disaster. Because you feel like you're not making the yeah, progress. Like, yeah. This is the thing is people think they're making such a huge sacrifice when it comes to like, like I didn't go to this person's birthday and eat that cake. And it's like, <laughs> they're made the biggest sacrifice in the world. And if the scale didn't change, then that sacrifice wasn't worth it anymore. And, Man, I, and in I the moment, like, those can feel like massive sacrifices because your whole yeah, body, yeah, especially sure. if you're addicted to sugar, but your body's you, screaming for yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, but if you look at it from like, cause I'm always looking at it from the outside perspective, I'm yeah. like, that's stupid. Like you made a choice to do something healthier. How is that? You know, like how would you look at that as something that's a negative? Like finally you had the ability to say no to something that's hurting you. Like this is a positive thing, whether or not the scale moves or not. If I'm telling you, if you had the cake, it, the scales going the other way. So, you know, why is that? Why are like, why do people always look at it as like, oh, I made this huge sacrifice and I deserve this. No, you made a sacrifice and you're getting healthier because of it. You don't deserve anything. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? What you deserve is to get fat when you eat too much of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like the family members, like from my, you know, from my mom to, you know, brother-in-law to everyone, they're looking at me like, what do you mean you're not going to have your birthday cake? It's your 50th birthday. I'm like, I'm not going to have birthday cake. October 24th was day one. Yeah. Uh, November 9th was my mm -hmm. birthday. Yeah. So it was two weeks in, had the whole family over. Uh, my wife decked out the place with, uh, you know, the whole Vegas theme and uh, all that crap. And um, I'm eating my grilled fish. I'm going to have my rice. I'm not going to have any cake and enjoy the wine because I'm not going to have any. Right. So so going through the milestones, come, living in a Portuguese household, like it's all about food. We we're talking about this morning with Mursky and uh, and Tyler. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like the Portuguese potatoes, the rice, the bread and the chicken. Right. I mean, there's just so much. So, so around the Portuguese culture, it's always about food. If you're not eating, then what are you doing? Right. So, you know, going through the milestones, like the birthday, um, work trip, um, all that jazz, like it was definitely, definitely a challenge. Right. Okay. So you let's fast forward to where you're at now. Yep. So you started at 220 pounds, 205, sorry, 205, um, 35% body fat. Yep. Where are you at now? So I'm at like 157. Um, I went as low as 9% body fat. I'm sitting around, I think around 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 right now. So trying to put on some muscle. So yeah. it's good to, when you're trying to put on muscle, you typically add a little bit of fat, a little bit of muscle. You just kind of, he's in that kind of fine tuning stage. But yeah, and this is in what time frame did you make these gains? October 24th was day one. Mm -hmm. um, to now, so what is that? Nine percent was nine. Nine percent was after like four and a half months, something like that. Yeah. 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 How crazy of a transformation is that? Uh, one of the biggest I've done for sure. It's seventy-two, it seventy-two pounds of fat, and yeah. uh, down to sixteen. Oh my yeah. gosh, you must feel so much better. It's a different person. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, he took it and ran with it, right? Not everybody. He did back-to-back eight-week challenges. The in between the two challenges was two weeks of Christmas, he got me to write out a diet for him during Christmas time. So then he followed that to the T, got the, got to the next eight week challenge. And then we were down in that 9% range. And then he joined, we have a nutrition club where people who have made these transformations can make it a lifestyle long-term and join the nutrition club. And now I'm the one who has to tell him to go out and 
eat some cake once in a while. Yeah. Enjoy them. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and actually, and before that, I had yeah. to, uh, we've got an office in Montreal, so I had to go out to Montreal, right? So the I was going to fly. I thought, like, how am I going to pack, like, the cooler and the blender and the frying pan with the, the heater to make my eggs, right? Because I, I just, I was a bit of a freak in terms of trusting the food that was outside. So I rented a car, uh, drove to Montreal, and then did the, uh, got him to set up Zoom classes for the, uh, for the 6 a.m. class. So that I, my, my hotel room, half of it was the hot plate, the frying pan, a couple of coolers. Like they thought I was moving in for months, I'm sure the hotel <laughs> did, right? But, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I just stuck to it just because it felt good every single, uh, every single day. I didn't want to miss class because at that point I was probably about a month or three weeks in. And I thought, the hell if I'm going to, like, screw this up and, and for, for a trip to Montreal and eat, like, hotel breakfasts and uh, order out for lunches, right? So, so you just felt like you had so much positive momentum, you didn't want to put, you didn't want to block that with anything. Yeah, I wasn't prepared to, I wasn't prepared to go back, right? And and up until probably the beginning of the second, or halfway through the second eight-week challenge, you know, you still had, I still had people saying, you know, it's not sustainable. Like, when are you going to quit the diet? When are you going to stop eating? When are you going to eat and have a drink with us? Were you... People, people suck. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but it's your family members. Yeah, it's your closest friends and yeah. you, it's your coworkers. Literally telling them that he's, he's not going to make it. This is not... Yeah, this is not a lifestyle. What it's are you not doing? A lifestyle. What, yeah. what are you selling your like clothes for? Five times a day. It's not like he's starving. Like, what's not the lifestyle? You know? Yeah. How did you feel throughout this process? Because you must have gone through some tough times. Yeah, for sure. I had a couple of uh, texts and emails to to the coach. Um, one to one of the texts, I was in the office in the morning, and I I shot him a text. I was just just in a in a state and he called me and uh talked me off the uh off the ledge right because they're at the the first the first four weeks um and throughout the first challenge was uh was difficult and the second one as well uh but probably the tail end of the second week challenge then things start to if i use the term normalize and you start you start realizing all right there's i can do this for for a long period of time and probably forever right so so okay. it's good i want to rattle off you you gave me a list i did of some of your things i want to rattle it off here sure. so people have perspective so from 205 to 160 now um 35 to about nine percent 30 you wanted you were 38 pants tight tight down to 33 yeah yeah uh do one pull up I couldn't do one pull up my, my entire life. You remember, uh, you remember elementary school, man? Like you'd have those days where you would do, you know, the, you'd have the sit ups and the pull ups and, and the running and, and all Not my own. We got soft as a society by yeah. the time I was yeah. in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, no, we, no, we still had to. I could not do one, one pull up, right? And so I started with coach, um, not even with bands on the bars. It was just on the, um, just on the bar on the, uh, on the rack, just, the lat pull downs. Yeah. Oh no, just a, a bar this way, and then just horizontal you know, pulling horizontal. Oh, got pull it. Up, yeah, yeah right? like a row. Yeah. And uh, and I I said to the coach like I you know I need to do this right. He's like, all right, we'll start with the bands. So I started with a couple of bands, and then took one of the bands off, and then after the eight week challenges, I said I need something else, and he suggested the uh, the Murph challenge. Okay, can you explain that? Sure. So Murph is, uh, well, probably not as well as a coach, but it's, uh, it's after one of the U S uh, U S military Marines or, yeah, he, uh, he died in 
combat died in combat and so uh one of his favorite workouts was um was 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups and 300 air squats uh sandwiched with a mile run before and a mile run after uh in a 20 pound weighted vest and you completed this now so i did not use the weighted vest um but i did everything everything else with uh, so you went from zero pull-ups to 100 pull-ups yeah Yeah. and 200 um, push-ups and 300 squats in 51 minutes and some odd seconds yeah yeah this is just an insane transformation yeah yeah yeah. it's just the starkness of it it's not like you were in fitness your whole life then you know you did the murph challenge no it's like no no it was wild and you know i i I wasn't an athlete growing up in in high school um and this was just you know i i asked him i asked the coach you know what else can i what else can i do right and he suggested i thought there's no way on God's green earth that i'm going to be able to get yeah he told me he's like i'm not going to be able to do this i'm like you'll do it don't and, worry. And so we'll make so, sure you do it. <laughs> yeah. And so he set me up with, uh, with programming, uh, in addition to the classes. And so every couple of days, uh, there, there goes Tony running around the building and doing pull-ups and then doing pull-ups with the barbell between his feet. And it was just this constant cycle. I went to California for a week, came back and, uh, on Saturday, was it May? I don't know. May 20th. the the weekend after the it was Memorial weekend. Day. Yeah, it was Memorial it was Day weekend. US weekend Memorial after, Day. yeah, yeah. And so we uh, we knocked it out. Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. I I was I was completely wiped for at least three or four days after I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, what a feeling! Okay, and another big thing: you were waking up at four a.m. every day. Yeah, three fifty-eight and four hundred one are the the two alarm uh, alarm clocks. Yeah. So people, I, what a lot of people don't know or realize is that uh, Tony drives from uh, Maple Maple like Vaughn area every morning to come to, to Oakville to train with us because that's how good we are. How far? <laughs> how far of a drive is that, Tony? About thirty-five minutes, yeah. thirty-five to forty minutes. Oh, I guess that day. early in the morning. Yeah. And then yeah. back too. It's it's only about thirty-five forty. Well, so I work I I, I work in uh, in Etobicoke right by the airport. Oh, okay. So double back is. Uh, is so why yeah why why did you choose Radix when it was so far away? I was introduced to him back in 2019. Just from working with Dan previously. Yeah, it worked right, and I've been going to one of the big box gyms for uh, for a while. And it's like, it's not the gym that does it, right? It's the, it's the personalized and I'm not trying to, I didn't, I'm not paid by him or anything for this endorsement, but (laughs) it's, uh, it's the personalized training. It's the community that Radix has, right? Like I got there, man. And I was watching this display of folks just lifting weights and, like doing ungodly movements. And I thought, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> right. And, uh, and they, I mean, they all welcomed me. Like I, I, I must've looked like just, um, I don't know, just a, just a bumbling fool there. Right. But I, I, I figured my way around. Tyler was great. Um, the, uh, the team members are all really helpful. And I knew that I was the slowest, the fattest and, uh, the worst one in there. But I'm like, I got nothing to lose. Yeah, right? nowhere to go but up. That's it, right? So, uh, so yeah, I just kept coming back. And you don't get that at a big box gym, right? You don't get that community, that support. Like, 
um, one of the members, Mursky, you know, he's he's like, come on, you got to do a pull up. Come on, you got to try skipping, right? Or you know, Annie with uh, with the movements and the, so it's the other people pushing you. Yeah, it's it's everything. The right? accountability of like people expecting you to see you there the next morning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's it's you know, like I'll go there on a Saturday. And, um, I've got an AMRAP that I'll do, but after I'm done and even before I'll just sit there and just watch and you just soak up the positive energy. If you're ever feeling, feeling like crap, that's the first place you got to (laughs) go, right? You go, you get there and like just the energy that, uh, that you get off of everybody there and, um, wanting to wanting to do their thing. It was, it's, it's fantastic. And it's, you know, you get Tyler's sort of the rah-rah guy. He's, he's always like, you know, amped up. Um, coach Dan is, you know, silent and sometimes looks like he wants to murder you. Right. But he really doesn't. (laughs) He's trying to somebody, uh, somebody has got to keep it, um, keep it sane, keep it sane in there because it can get wild. Yeah. You, you must feel so much better, like in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Like that's like, living your entire life wearing a 75 pound weight vest that you finally just stripped off. It, it, it is. And when, um, some of the programming that, uh, coach Dan gave me with, uh, with Murph was wearing a weighted vest. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. Like I'm wearing 20 pounds, doing a run, doing some pushups, doing some pull-ups. I was carrying plus 50 on top of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, you don't, the weighted vest is like, that was a huge realization for me is just like, once you take it off, how much lighter you feel. And yeah. then realizing that every pound of fat you're carrying that mm-hmm. it's not as awkward cause it's spread amongst spread. your whole body, right. but it's, it makes life so much more inefficient. And it's like, you just think of how much harder your heart has to work every day just to pump out enough blood to move that much more weight. And you think why people have heart attacks all the time and stuff, right? Like we're just not meant to carry all that extra useless weight. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if I'm 200 pounds and you know, low body fat and I have muscle that's helping, like that makes things easy. Cause that's helping you. Yeah. It's helping me move. It's there. It's, it's sufficient. It's meant to lift stuff and move things. But when you're just carrying around fat, you're carrying around stuff that you're not, our bodies aren't meant to have. Yeah. At that kind of level. So what was your deep seated why for doing this? Like you made, that's a great question. Cause we go over that in the challenge. Yeah. I always ask everybody like you need a deep why, because if your only why is to look at yourself in the mirror, that runs out real quick, but he's good. He's he, he emailed me like a lot during the challenges still emails me. Yeah. Sometimes I get lonely, but he's, <laughs> but he emailed me a lot. Just to, I think it was good for his process just to write out what he was feeling or thinking. Like he'd be like, I had a shit day. I don't know if you could, you can, you can swear. Okay. <laughs> like I had a shit day, but I got to the gym and I realized like, it's not that bad. And he'd write these things. I have them all. I have all the emails. I told him I'm going to write a book one day and <laughs> use all the emails, but yeah, I'll let you talk about it. So is, is that something you're telling your clients just real quick? Um, everybody does you're telling them, write it down, write down what your why is, because there's going to be times when it's hard. And it should be hard because if it was easy, then everybody would do it. You have to be uncomfortable. Are you yourself constantly going back and reassessing your why? Me? I already, I know my why. My why is deep set. I've been doing this for two decades. Like, Okay. So what's your why? My why is my family. What about it though? What about like you I, being I have to shape? be that person that shows them the way. I'm the leader. So if I, if, if it's not me, it's who is it? Who's my son good? Or my sons. I have three sons. Who are my sons looking up to? Who do they want to be like? It better be me. And if I'm not that person, then 
I'm a big fraud because mm. <laughs> that's all I preach to everybody all day long. It's how my whole business is built off of my why, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't want to, yeah, you've dug yourself a hole. You're stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck for life. I'm, I'm two decades in, so yeah. I, I can't do anything. Yeah, Dan can't get out of shape. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. How disappointed <laughs> people would be, be so disappointed. <laughs> like, what happened to that guy? You know, when you see celebrities on the beach and after like a movie shoot and they've completely let it go, yeah, that I'd have to move away, hide in a, private island yeah that's your persona <laughs> <laughs> so tony what's your why yeah. uh so the first one was uh because i can uh you know turning 50 you start seeing guys my age drop like flies they can't work out because they have underlying medical conditions they can't get to the gym for whatever reason and then as my family i got uh i got a son who's 18 i got a daughter who's 21 and I realized the example that I'm setting is I'm going to work every day, that's great, but then I'm coming home and I'm completely useless, right? So it was set an example for my kids, right? And now I've got my son's going to the gym, uh, my daughter's coming to Radix, um, my wife, I nearly fell off my chair, uh, came into, uh, came into Radix and, uh, <laughs> did some PT with, uh, with coach Dan and, uh, and did a scan. I, I it's very similar to what coach just said. I'm setting an example, like humanity out there is absolutely brutal. Like to, to, to rely on an example outside of myself, I just think I'd be letting my kids down. So they watch, they watch what I do. Like, I don't have to say a thing. They see me getting up in the morning. They see me going to work. They see me earning a pretty good living. Uh, they see me taking care of myself. And my wife's followed suit now. My kids have followed suit. I think some, uh, a couple of people at work have, um, have done it as well. Um, one of the guys there at the gym, he, um, it was months ago, he said, well, I saw you do it. So I figured what the hell I can do it too. So he jumped on, I think the second eight week challenge. And yeah. Now you're on a podcast broadcasting. It's thousands of people that are right. going to hear it. What ripple effect could that have? If it just motivates one person to start working out and that gets them hooked. Yeah. It's amazing. Like some of the people at work have, uh, have started doing it. They're asking me, um, how'd I do it? What do I eat? Um, there I, I'm now the, uh, poster boy for lack of a better term a role model for a lot of these people and it feels great uh and i was talking to the coach about this the other day but sometimes man like you you tell them exactly what you need to what they need to do and then they're grabbing their bag of fast food from uh from uber eats at the door it's mm -hmm. like you know what what part of it don't you get man mm -hmm. well so you were in that state before you transformed mm -hmm. so was it just a big milestone of turning 50? Like you must've known like, Hey, I'm eating too much Portuguese, uh, chicken and rice and <laughs> potatoes. You know, I know I'm not doing myself any favors here. Like you must've realized that before the change. So what Man, I was 49 and I thought to myself, do I really want to live the next couple of decades looking and feeling like this? Or do I want to make the next couple of decades, uh, meaningful? Mm -hmm. And and that was it. Like I have not ordered fast food since pre October twenty fourth. I used to I used to hit the liquor store at least once a week. And you quit drinking entirely? Yeah, I don't drink anymore. I went to Jamaica for a week and um, sitting on on the Grove Beach. My buddy ordered two beers, Red Stripe, and um, oh, man, that looks so good. I'm gonna try some. 
I tried some and I don't know what it is. Like my taste buds have done a 180. I like the, the taste of alcohol is no longer, it's, it's gross. Like I, I wash it down with water, wine too. Like it's, it's nuts. Does this lifestyle feel like a sacrifice to you at this point? Or nope. does it, does it feel like you're blessing yourself? You're doing the right things for your body. I don't know, blessing myself. I'm not that, uh, that holy, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a younger term that yeah, I yeah, snuck in there. Probably. Cause that's, I even, I'm like, Oh, I've probably heard the 16 year olds talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just, I, I, I enjoy what I eat. Like I, I love having my steak and my rice and my Brussels sprouts and over, yeah, overnight like an, oats are absolutely amazing in the morning. Yeah. Like it's no longer discipline. It's no longer a sacrifice. It's more so you're contributing to yourself. Like you feel good about eating good. I just enjoy it. I don't even look at it as contributing to myself anymore. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy eating the way, uh, the way I'm eating. Yeah. Right. And even, um, even during the eight week program, one of the keys is meal prep. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I nailed down a routine where, uh, Saturday was shopping, uh, Sunday morning I'd get up and I'd get my meal prep done. I'd get my sweet potato, get my chicken, get all that jazz, get it all into Tupperwares, um, have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'd literally write it on the, uh, on the Tupperware and like half the fridge would be my, uh, my meals. Right. So it, it became more of a, more of a mental game, right? Because I, I was mentally prepared and I didn't have to worry about making decisions on what I was going to eat, when I was going to eat. Um, that was already done on Sunday. So then Monday to Friday, I could just focus on working out my job, my career and, uh, and, and yeah, getting to the gym. And all the science stuff behind it, I took care of all that. Yeah. So yeah. I, cal- I calculate all the macros. I tell him exactly how much of everything he should eat. But not, the, the way that the program is designed is not to um, starve anybody or get quick um, results from water loss because you took out all the carbs out of somebody's diet. Or if The point is to eat enough to feel good, to perform well, to build muscle, but be in a slight caloric deficit so we can burn fat. And it works and it works really well. Like it's how I live my life. I got, you know, I've trained hard and I, f- I love what I eat. I never feel deprived of anything. Once yeah. in a while I'll eat a cake or a whole pie, but. <laughs> do you, and, do and you feel like too, when the right? cake is out there that you, it is a small sacrifice to not eat that piece? It depends. Like, it, like if somebody brings stuff in the gym, I don't even think twice. Like, I don't care. But if it's like for, if it's my son's birthday, I want to do it more for just the fact of being part of my son's birthday. You know what I mean? Like that typically I, I, I'm, if it's not really well made, I'm kind of disappointed anyways. I'm like, ah, this is not that good. Yeah. I wasted these yeah, calories wasted on like a like bad just Why? You know, but if it's something homemade that I know somebody who knows what they're doing is doing, then sure. But you know, I, I eat so well, like 95% of the time that doesn't, that's not going to do anything for me. I could honestly, if I'm completely honest with you, I could sit there and eat like 5,000 calories of junk food one night and the next day it won't make a difference to me. That's how like my body's just firing. My metabolism is firing so hard all the time. Um, and I'm metabolically super flexible as far as like, I have so much muscle mass and I don't have a lot of fat. So my body processes both fat and carbs very well. So it doesn't affect me. It would take me a long, like 
I'd have to eat really badly for a long period of time to get fat and derange that process. So if I have a piece of cake here and there, it does not do anything to me at all. Mm-hmm. But you have to get yourself to that point. Again, I'm like where your body's two decades into this process. Yeah, you're metabolically, they call it efficient. metabolically efficient, flexible. Um, you just use macronutrients really well. Some people... So if you have carbs in your system, you're burning carbs, but then you can easily switch to fat. fat. You're not stuck in a I'm constant s- state of sugar, sugar, exactly. sugar. I need carbs. Exactly. So it, 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 it just, it's a good place to be, but it takes work to get there and you have to maintain it. Right. Okay. But, so, uh, these transformations you do and mm-hmm. Tony's transformation, what do you chalk up the, um, the transformation to like the training style? Is it the compound weightlifting? Is it some focus on cardio? Is it more of a high intensity cardio you're focusing on? It's it's both. Like we try to, as far as program design, we try to have people get stronger, build more muscle, and then be good cardiovascularly in different ranges, anywhere from sprinting for 30 seconds up to, you know, moving for 30 minutes up or even an hour, like what Tony did nonstop. So I think the, the broader range your fitness is the, just the healthier you are, the better your body can function. If you pigeonhole yourself into, I'm just a bodybuilder. I just want to put on muscle and I just do, you know, bodybuilding type splits where I do like my chest day, my back day, whatever. Then you're pigeonholing yourself into being good at that. But that doesn't mean that your heart is efficient or healthy. You know what I mean? Or if I'm only running marathons all the time, then yeah, your heart's going to be efficient and it's going to work really well, but your joints are going to hurt and your muscles are going to, you know, like look at marathon runners and my apologies to all you marathon runners out there, but I'm sorry that I don't want to, you know, have that little muscle on me. Cause I think in the future you're going to pay the price for that. So the program that we've, uh, that I've kind of perfected, I would say over the last like couple decades is we're giving the best out of everything. And I think that's where the human body will thrive and will thrive long-term. So you, you, for longevity, for, um, just living your best life, you need to have a certain amount of muscle. You need to have a certain amount of strength. You need to have a certain amount of mobility where you can move through ranges of motion through all your joints. And you need to have a certain amount of uh, cardiovascular fitness, both from a sprinting perspective to a long endurance perspective for heart health and just to be in good shape. I'm telling you, being in good shape is one of the best feelings in the whole world. When I know that like you, whatever you throw, throw a workout at me uh, in any type of field and I'll like, I'll get out there and I'll get out. Is that why you've gravitated towards CrossFit? Because yeah. it is addressing all the different training modalities? Exactly. I, I think it's the way um, and are you still sticking with the traditional CrossFit programming? I, I program my own style of CrossFit, I would call it. Cause I, I, I came so from what's a your variation. Yes. Between? Cause I came from a traditional strength and conditioning background and a, as a coach to professional athletes. So I have that training. I have all that knowledge. Uh, and then I went into CrossFit. I found it so interesting and I've competed in CrossFit and I've done CrossFit for like almost a decade now. And so I kind of marry the two processes together where I like all these different modalities and, and being good at all these different things. And then I approach it in my own way in a, a periodized approach of like, we'll focus on certain things while maintaining. So if I want to focus on strength, we'll focus on strength, but we'll maintain the cardiovascular fitness and the mobility and everything we need. And then when I I think like, uh, so you're consciously putting the other aspects of fitness and health on 
uh, maintenance mode yeah. and then focusing and on focusing letting the body have um, the resources it needs to get stronger and and spend that time to do that and then i'll maintain strength while i push cardiovascular fitness and while i get closer to uh, if i want to compete or something along those lines and it's just a, a constant game and your your body adapts really well to that process and not being so specialized in one area of it so unless you're like a powerlifter and that's what you do and that's your sport then sure like you know, get as strong as possible in those three lifts. But again, you become, your armor becomes weak in a different area. So your heart or your mobility, it starts to pay the price for all the extra work that you spend on just getting strong. I think one of the benefits though to that, and I was, I lived it whatever a month ago where I threw my lower back out, right? During, uh, during a session and it was um coach dan's like all right let's just do some stretching and let's go do and you work out a different part of your body right so the fact that it's more of a holistic type of workout you're working everything out like one of the coaches at the gym he messed up his shoulder and he separated or something right Mm -hmm. so he's going to work on lower body right so as opposed to if you're focused on a couple of specific movements and that's your be all and end all if you injure yourself then what? Then you're you're back to back to square one because you haven't really been working the rest of uh, rest of your body. So yeah. this is, you know, you're doing powerlifting and weightlifting and strength and conditioning. This um, th- this program, um, you know, you, coach has got like a few different options for us, right? For yeah, stages, exactly. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, he threw. He also suffered his shoulder playing men's league football. Just to throw that out there, mm. <laughs> he didn't do that in the gym. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good disclaimer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just because I've seen way worse injuries in men's league sports than anything that happens in, happens in the gym. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I know so many people torn ACLs, uh, dislocated shoulders. Guys, and then guys reliving their glory days is a recipe for disaster. disaster. Do you play any sports? Uh, if no, because I compete in CrossFit, I'd once in a while I'll hop into like a men, um, sorry, a charity softball tournament or something. Like I grew up, I played triple A baseball, triple A hockey. Like I played sports and then I, uh, box and kickbox competitively for like 10 years. Um, and la- like, even last summer I started sparring against some boxing and stuff like that. And I just realized that like, it's not like, it's not worth it the risk of injury risk of injury getting hit in the head getting uh, and it's typically not even you it's you know buddy who's having an off day and decides he's going to slide tackle you for the soccer ball when you're running up there and that's exactly what happened one of my good training partners jacob um like six years ago men's league soccer guy decided he's going to slide tackle him from the side blows his acl completely mm. you know what i mean then the surgery and all that because what because buddy was having a bad day and decided to slide tackle me you know so i just not i'm not into it i love working out every day like i tell people all the time if i think that something is going to affect how my workout is going to happen on monday then i won't do it because to me that's more important to me than hitting a home run in a charity softball game yeah (laughs) so how are both of you guys and tony in this journey like pushing back against maybe the normalcy of society or the mediocrity of society like Mm -hmm. people people holding you down people who didn't think you could succeed saying why don't you eat the piece of cake people feeling bad about their own decisions because you're trying to make good decisions how did you face all that? Because I've, I've faced that in my own fitness journey yeah. and feeling weird about it and feeling weird about myself. Like I'm the weird one oh, for being for sure. dedicated and driven and hard. Like, why do I feel like 
isn't it weird that you don't want to do good things for your body or, you know, with real estate invest that you don't want to get, do good things for your, your finances. Right. Yeah. Isn't that the weird thing? So I think people bef just before 20 minutes, people are dealing with their own insecurities all the time and they're going to put that on you. So if somebody just feels bad about themselves for what they're eating or what they're doing, um, whether it's drinking or eating something that you don't want to do, then automatically they're going to put that, whatever's going on inside of them on in that whatever it is, anger or whatever, onto you. Projecting. Yeah, they're projecting because they wish that they could have the self-discipline or the ability to control what they're doing uh, and what you're in what you're doing, but they can't and they it don't just contrast their bad decisions. Yeah, exactly. Decision. Right. But I think there's a I've seen a little bit of shift in the tide because with social media and stuff like that, more and more of the stuff that I'm seeing out there is people pushing this like let's make not drinking the new norm or going to bed early is the cool thing to do rather than staying up all night 100%. and doing like absolutely nothing that's good for you. You know what I mean? Like why, why has society always made the dumb, bad things, the cool things? Yeah. Why do, is that know? the normal thing? Yeah. It's so interesting. The human psyche is so interesting. Like how much better do you feel when you wake up 5am, you go straight to the gym, you work out your body, your blood's flowing, your muscles yeah. are turned on and activated. The endorphins are running you know, you you do your fast, you eat your breakfast, like you're just, you set yourself up for success that whole day versus waking up hungover, even just having the nightly glasses of wine mm -hmm. and you just wake up feeling sluggish, like. Well, that's what it is. It's, it, it's, it's getting up in the morning, setting your own pace and deciding what you're gonna do, what you're gonna spend your time on and not allowing other people to monopolize your time. Yeah. Like that's where it's at, right? Because I've got, I've got my food prepped. I know exactly what I'm going to eat. I know what I'm going to do. And now I just have to make decisions for myself and I'm not going to let somebody else make that decision for me. Like I realized the way I eat, the way I behave, the, you know, 4am starts, I make other people uncomfortable. I don't know if it's because I make them feel bad about what they're doing or not doing. But Definitely. I, yeah, I get the sense that, you know, sometimes people, if I walk into the lunchroom and I'm, I'm heating up my, um, you know, my, my turkey burger and somebody's having a bag of McDonald's, mm. they feel like they have to justify why they're eating that <laughs> to me. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah that's if, you. if you, if you want to eat, you do you. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, but I have no, no interest in, in doing it and really. Uh, your question about, you know, how do you deal with society and, you know, am I the freak of nature or not? Uh, I've been doing this not nearly as long as Dan, but long enough um, and understanding what my why is and understanding that I just need to trust that process, that I'm I'm comfortable in my own skin. I really don't care what anybody else eats. Like, I could be having my, my prescribed meal right now. You could be eating whatever you want, you know, a plate of fettuccine Alfredo, knock yourself out, right? And I have really no desire of having that because I know what I'm going to feel like after I eat that. And I know what I'm going to feel like after I eat this. And I'll take uh, what I'm going to feel like after this over that any day of the week because mm -hmm. I'm ready to go after my meal. I'm not feeling like I need to have a, a nap. So the crabs in the bucket mentality, that's kind of like water off your back because you know your why. You know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident in, in, in what I do every day, uh, why I do it. And I know that like this morning was a great example. I didn't feel like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I have those days, um, I turn my brain off, turn my legs on, uh, get my stuff packed. I have uh, a new lunch bag, um, uh, grab my bag, throw it in the car, get in the car and just go. And just, I don't, I don't think about 
the fact that I'm tired, I don't feel like going uh, or anything like that. I just get in there. I saw this quote uh, here. Uh, Commitment means staying loyal to what you said you're going to do long after the mood you said it in has left you. That's Mm -hmm. what I sent out to people yesterday. Yeah. It's a, you, that, that's it's, a good point for both of you. How often do you both feel like you don't want to be going to the gym, but you do it anyways? Well, I got to make a living, so I'm showing up there every day, no matter what. But uh, there's, I have more. On, this, on a percentage basis. Yeah, probably. Like, I love working out, man. So, like, maybe like 10% of the time, I'm like, I'm just tired or sore and know that, like, you know, my time is going to be slower than I want it to be, or, you know, I might not have the juice to lift as heavy as I want to go. And that kind of bums me out. Yeah. So maybe 10% of the time I I can run, like I can run myself down to the point of like, you know, getting a little burnt out, but I I don't know. I never finished the workout thinking, damn, I wish I didn't do that. You know, that's true. Every single time I'm, I'm at the gym and after I'm done, you, you always feel a thousand times better, you know, maybe once or twice every couple of weeks, I'm feeling like, all right, I know I just need to get there. Right. Um, and once, once you're there, then, and it's good. And truthfully, the, with the weather we have now and being able to get outside, the gym doors are usually open, right? You get that bout of fresh air. If I'm feeling like crap in the morning, go for a quick jog around the around the building a couple of times, uh, get the blood going and you feel so much better. During the eight week challenge, the first, um, the first eight weeks, it was like right in the middle of winter, right? Um, Coach Dan would send, uh, send an email, hey guys, great uh, great day for a walk. It's like minus 15 degrees, it's snowing. It's, it's always icy, a good day for a walk. <laughs> right? But it was, you know, the goal was 11,000 steps and then he upped it to 15,000 steps. Yeah. So there was, um, there's, there's one day in particular, we went to a, a poker tournament. I ate before. Um, I, to get the 15,000 steps, I, before I'd go to the gym, I'd go for a walk around the block, go to the gym, do my thing at work, get some steps in, get home before I'd go inside, go for a walk around the block a couple of times, had the charity poker tournament, um, got home. It was like 1125 or 1135. I was like 1500 or 1600 steps shy of my 15,000 step goal. I hadn't missed my goal for, I think forever. Um, I thought, I'll be damned if I'm going to miss my step goal, right? And it was freezing outside. Went down to the basement and just went back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. And I finished it at like 11.57. I got it, right? Nice. Um, but, it, but it's that, that discipline and, and not motivation that uh, Radix has taught me because it's not wanting to break that, that level of discipline. And that every single day that I do it, it's a deposit that I'm making in my own brain, right? So that when I have days like I did this morning, I'm just gonna get up and just go because that's what I've been doing. Like there's no, mm-hmm. it's not really a motivation. It's just yeah, you, motivation you, has ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? Like some, you'll be highly motivated at certain points of your life and other points you won't be. Is that gonna stop you from making a living or taking care of your family? No. So why should it stop you from taking care of yourself? I mean, when you're highly motivated, get at it, get at it hard. When you're not rely on the discipline you've built while you were motivated and just show up. You just have to show up every day. If whoever's listening to this, if you just show up and work out every day, check who you are in 60 days from now, just keep showing up. Mm. So that's it. Are you ever prioritizing 
other things in your life above your fitness and health, your daily workout routine? Yeah. Uh, only the only two things that will be prioritized that I'll prioritize in front of them is my family or business. But it's um, okay. So I'm happy you said that yeah. because the past year I've prioritized my business. Yeah, my finances. And, and, uh, there's going to be times, but it doesn't mean that. Again, for me, it's going to be easier because I'm at the gym. I can pop into. I'm like, I work, I live, I own. That's true. So I can pop in and grab a workout any part of the day I want. I don't have to like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to happen every day at the same time during a class. Mm. So I can, my fitness will always be prioritized, but that's how I built my life. Um, but as far as like what is more important to me, there's times when I've just, you know, had to hunker down and get this gym re-going after COVID and spend a lot of time doing it. And, yeah. um, and my family would be number one. Uh, I told, I was talking to somebody, uh, just, I was at a wedding on Saturday night and, um, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't like enjoy it as much as I used to. And all I could think about was that I know like I'm weddings, just like those social gatherings and being out all night and expected to stay to a certain time. And so it's, it's the I, late night thing. It screws you up. Yeah. So I'm, I wake up at 5am and my body's going to wake up at 5am, whether I go to bed at eight o'clock or whether I go to bed at 2am, mm -hmm. it's not sleeping in. It just doesn't do it. So I know that, okay, I, I'm out to midnight. I'm getting, uh, you know, I'm getting four and a half hours of sleep. And on Sunday, which is my family's day, this is the only day I don't work, uh, where I want to be um, energized and excited and happy to be around them all day, I'm going to have to struggle all day. And I knew, but the good thing is I realized these things over the years. So I knew on Sunday I'm going to have to make an extra effort to make sure my family has an amazing day. So at the end of the day, I, I apologized to Rach and she, I was just like, you know, I, I was so tired today and I didn't do, and she's like, you know what? All I could think about today was that like you were super dad, you did everything, but in my mind, I had to force it all day long, but I was not gonna let that wedding affect how my kids had a day that day. I was gonna do everything that I said I was gonna do and more. I was gonna give them energy, I was gonna get everything I had, and, but all I could think about all day is like, what I would give right now just to go to sleep for like an hour, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like 11 p.m. at the wedding, you're like, yeah. get me out of here, yeah, man. Exactly. But that's where the, uh, for me anyway, for the, the 4 a.m. start and getting that workout in, before anybody's up, my wife, my kids, um, I've got an 81 year old mom that, you know, I, I speak to on a regular basis and got stuff to do at her place, but I get my stuff out of the way before work or family obligations. So what time are you going to bed? Uh, 9.30 is probably the latest, 9.45 or so. Yeah. It's still up at four, so short sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's enough. I, I found I found myself uh, being a bit tired probably, you know, um, Jan, Feb, uh, those couple of months. And then I don't know what it is. Like, my body seemed to adapt. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I try. Those are typically the worst months of the year in Canada, yeah. though, for peop like people feeling energy. Not a lot of sun, not enough vitamin D, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You get those, like, mid-winter blues almost. Yeah. I just got back into my 5 a.m. routine, like, the past two days. And... 
just waking up and that early and realizing how warm it is in the summer. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like just stepping outside, it's yeah. so much easier. Yeah. And I went to um, Miami last year for the Bitcoin conference. I was there for a week and I was, my baseline happiness was like 50% higher. And it's something I'll never forget. Now it's hammered in my brain that I need to try to set up my life in a way to get more sunshine, to try to escape the Canadian winters. Yeah. Cause I just, it was like life-changing for me, just how much happier I was. Yeah. It, well, you're supposed to get, If I don't know if people listen to Dr. Huberman, but uh, you want to get morning sunlight in your eyes every morning. The first bit of sunlight that comes up, 10 minutes to 20 minutes, and it sets your circadian rhythm for the day. It sets, sets up uh, your cortisol levels to have energy when they're supposed to and when they're supposed to come down so you can go to bed and get a proper sleep. So getting that morning sunlight when it first rises is like a, one of those health hacks. That Every time Huberman it. says that, I'm like, yeah, this guy's from California. Yeah. Like, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I would if I could. Yeah. So like literally at like 7 a.m., like in the spring and stuff I'll just take a step outside the gym and I'll just look up in the sky and just like take it in yeah, like yeah. This, this, your neighbors are like what's wrong with this yeah guy? this guy's this guy's hot yeah, yeah, yeah every morning <laughs> wait till I start doing it with no pants on and start on the couch <laughs> so so Tony your um your routine now you get home and you're not having the glasses of wine yep how are you? Are you more present with your family? Do you just have more energy? Yeah, I mean, so the routine routine at home is uh, get home, offload the uh, offload the uh, the the meal bag, the the lunch bag, and That's what I uh, do too. <laughs> right, yeah. and then just start start getting some uh, dishes going. Get the I, I program the coffee. I, don't ask me why the odd times, but four oh six is what time the coffee makers start uh, brewing coffee. So I'm coming down the stairs <laughs> and I can smell the coffee happening. Right, nice. it's fantastic. Love it. Um, so so yeah. Yeah, so in the evening, it's just uh, getting whatever meal prep I need to get uh, get in there. Uh, Claudia is pretty good about uh, about dinner. She's um, you know it's teamwork. Um, sometimes the family eats what I eat. Uh, sometimes they don't. It just uh, just really depends. And uh, and yeah, I try to get my uh, my food in, take the dog for a walk, try to spend some time outside, and and then get ready for the uh, for the next day. Right. So, do you think you're ever going to go back to a different way of living? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but the way I feel right now, I don't want to. Well, now it's recorded, man. So you can, <laughs> you can watch this. But yeah, now it's, it's official. official. You know what, though? What's what's crazy is uh, he's there every single day at the gym, right? And sometimes I, I see him on that bike and he's, uh, I think it was last week, you're working out on your own. And uh and he was just hauling some kind of ass on the uh, on the uh, on the air bike, and I thought, like this guy, he just does it every single day. Like every day at five o'clock in the morning, he's on there, and on on Sundays is a, is a work slash family day. But uh, I think the quality of life that I have now, I wouldn't want to pass it up because I've never had this quality of life. And you mentioned like family, right? You know, is there anything that gets in the way of the workout? If I didn't have the workout, then it wouldn't give me the opportunity to spend the time that I want to with my family now and and down the road. And sometimes I I like I would write emails to uh, to Coach Dan. I'm like, man, this sounds corny as all hell, right? But it's true, right? Mm -hmm. Like when when you think about what you're actually doing for yourself uh, and the benefit that you're going to have five, ten, fifteen years from now, and what your family will have, you're not going to be. Um, that guy that the family needs to be taken care of. You're going to help take care of that family, right? And that's that's what I that's what I look at. And honestly, watching people now, like I got people at the gym coming up to me asking me questions about workout, 
about eating, about advice, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, this is, this is absolutely nuts, right? This guy's asking one, me about a lift. One Saturday morning, some new lady came in and Tony was working out outside in the vest. And she's like, oh, yeah, I saw one of your coaches out there working out in the vest. I'm like, who the <laughs> hell is out in the back of the So I went and I'm like, oh, she thought Tony was one of our coaches. That's cool. <laughs> Dude, you look great. Like, you really do. Like, you look lean and mean. You can tell you're fit and active. And you would never have known what you looked like I don't even know. I keep forgetting the time from four months ago. October 24th. Yeah. What is that? October? Six, like six, six over six months, months now. Yeah. yeah. Seven months. I, uh, like I, uh, you know, there's a, there's a before picture of me in a, in a Tari shirt. Uh, that's what I, I saw. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, we got to have this guy on. Yeah. I took it, uh, erratics and I look at it now and, uh, and I did take some, uh, some pics without the shirt. Right. And I've shared it with the coach. That's the only person I've ever shared it with because, <laughs> oh, my it's God. in my hidden files on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just death on legs, and I think to myself, like, how is a human body actually able to sustain that level of unfitness, right? And it's crazy that it can sustain it, and that you can just survive. Yeah, it's well, it's not right. I mean, if you think about every anything else, like if you took your car that way, um, you'd be sitting on the side of the four hundred one waiting for a tow. Yeah, right. But the human body is absolutely amazing because it can actually like bend and stretch to and your heart can handle all that right Uh, but it's not meant to and then one day it's gonna pop and then you're gonna be you know on on a hospital gurney and hoping that somebody can take care of you and I just don't want to be that guy yeah you're paying the price now to not pay the price in the future yeah and it's like what which you know who you want to pay you want to pay yourself or you want to pay somebody else yeah, there's uh, like one of the young guys at work. He's uh, he's late twenties, in his late twenties. He's got all kinds of health complications, got heart issues. Uh, he wanted to jump on the program, but he was not able to because the doctor said, "No, you gotta you gotta deal with your your health issues first, right?" So that that's like that's it 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 hurts me, but it's one of it that that that's was probably my first why because I can. Like I'm 49, I can do this. I can I can turn things around, and I have. I've got friends that are the same age, and they say, "Yeah, you know, I really want to get to that." And it's hard because I've got work and I've got my wife. And I said, "Dude, man, you have the same 24 hours that I do. Mm-hmm. Just make a decision." Yeah, look at your phone screen time. They'll tell you where you're spending all your time. Mm-hmm. Big time. Spotify, Netflix, you know, Instagram. You, you know what's really cool? It was uh, part of the program is getting your steps in. Right. And making sure that you're getting, um, you know, I guess it was eight to 10,000 steps to begin. Um, and if you, if you actually map that out and you start doing it, you start realizing, okay, you've got time to do eight to 10,000 steps because everybody's, everybody says they don't have time to work out. Right. And then if you, if you go around the block once, it's like 12 or 1500 steps, right. Multiply that out through the time that you're actually awake, put the cell phone away you're good to go. Right. And just, uh, the keep moving. He always says, keep moving. And it's, it's, uh, it's cliche. It's kind of corny, but it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. We sit so much. Yeah. Our society's pretty messed up. Our medical system's messed up. It's all backwards. Man. I was just thinking when Tony was talking about how you're, you're not going to be the guy your family's taking care of, you're going to be the one taking care of people. I was just thinking like, man, it, it radiates out where it's like, you're not going to be a burden on the healthcare system. 
Mm-hmm. No. Like we're not paying for Tony's bad health. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely insane that um the gym memberships are not are not subsidized by the government, right? Like Oh, well during COVID, what was locked down? The gyms. The gyms. What was open? LCBO. Yeah. And, and McDonald's. Like it's so it's backwards, man. Yeah. Ass backwards. backwards into a whole our whole healthcare system is not meant to um to address the root issues and causes of what's happening it's just meant to mask everything Mm -hmm. it's It's, reactive yeah it's all reactive there's no proactive did you hear anything during covid about hey maybe you should eat a little bit healthier or move a little more no doug ford made that cheesecake video yeah see (laughs) that's what i mean like (laughs) instead no stay inside uh avoid social interaction uh get fat in your basement while you're not taking in any sunlight yeah you know what i mean like no talk about the effects of vitamin d no on how it helped you during the pandemic which is an eight dollar little pill bottle you can buy the cheapest vitamin you can buy yeah why didn't everyone get sent an eight dollar pill bottle of vitamin d if they really cared about health yeah they don't they want to feed these companies billions of dollars of nonsense it's I'm, crazy. I'm so over it and I'm, I have, I don't care anymore. No, it's That's absolutely ass backwards and yeah, crazy, man. Yeah. I'm done. Like I'm just done. And I'm done. You know, people need to step up and take care of themselves and stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. It's just excuse after excuse. I hear it all the time. You have two choices. You choose to be unhealthy. Or you choose to be healthy. You choose and, and tax the people who are unhealthy don't tax me i'm not a burden on the system if anything i'm taking the burden off the system you are yeah because yeah. you're paying but you're not yeah. withdrawing and and on top of that i'm taking other people off of the system yes you know what i mean so people should if you want to be unhealthy and you want to live that way you should pay for it in another way pay it out of your pocket too yeah one uh, of the believe it one yeah. of the things that uh radix and coach down they they don't get enough credit for is the whole mental aspect of everything right because you you go in you see a bunch of fit people getting into shape you see them full of energy and it's fantastic right but when you actually speak to gym members that go there regularly i look at myself and i think i'm i it doesn't matter what happens like i have the same volume of problems that you do that coach dan has that anybody else does right maybe a few more maybe a few less right but I'm equipped to deal with them on on a regular basis. Like I'm not going to be a victim of, man, I can't believe that happened to me. Oh, it was just my luck, right? It's it's that that battery's not included type of personality where it's always a draw on somebody else. Whereas now it's like, I wanna be able to help you get to the next level, right? Like when somebody comes to me at the gym, at work, um, and, and they ask, you know, what do you do? And what's the secret to your success? Uh, and I tell them and I want to empower them, right? And before that wasn't the case because I was too busy trying to figure things out myself. Like it's, it's, it, it's, um, it's a night and day type of transformation and it's physically it's there, but it, you know, it's one of the, what, I'm not sure if you posted it or if Huberman posted it, um, but they said, you know, you look at somebody who's fit, um, they've got discipline, they've got consistency, and those just those two things are are key markers for anybody who's who's successful, right? Because if you're consistent at what you do and you've got that discipline, um, it doesn't matter what comes at you because it's going to be it's it you're going to be able to deal with it, 
solve for it, and move on, as opposed to bringing problems to uh, to society. Yeah, and also if you start off your day with an intense workout, like that's the worst thing you're gonna, you're going to go through that entire day. Mm. Like, it, it doesn't even have to be intense though, right? Like you, you can, you, you go in whether it's intense or whether it's not like the fact that you're there, that's what, that's what matters, right? Cause you're, you're setting things off. You've built another day of programming in your own mind that this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm setting myself up for. Cause you can have a great workout. You can have a mediocre workout, but the fact that you had a workout, you're already like it. Think about it. I'm getting to the office, uh, around nine o'clock in the morning, right? I've been up for five hours already, right? So I've had time to, I've, you know, we've, the demons that he talks about, right? Um, you know, you got demons going through your mind all the time telling you not to do this or, you know, what are you doing? I, I, I still do have it on occasion where I have something, my brain go off like, what are you nuts, man? You're getting up at four o'clock in the morning every single day. Why? Like find a gym in Vaughn, right? I could. But it's not going to be the same the same community that uh, that Radix offers, right? So mm-hmm. it's um, it's it's uh, it's a mind shift. That's what it is. You mentioned something else earlier, which is huge, that you are putting deposits into your own brain that you can withdraw on later. That's right. And I found that going through tough times. I have these deposits that I've put through my fitness journey that I can withdraw on. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I did this, I did this, or maybe it's something as easy or as simple as a cold shower. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really don't want to do it. I'm really like scared of this water right now, which sounds ridiculous because it's just water. No, but right. you can just think to yourself like, hey dude, you've done this every day for the past two weeks, or you've done this, you know, how many to- how many hundreds of times in your lifetime? Like you're telling me you can't do it mm-hmm. and you can withdraw on those. It's like, oh, I've done yeah. it. Like I've proved, I have evidence, hard evidence that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of, the, one of the reasons why I would write, uh, I'd write to the coach and sometimes it'd be before the gym, I'd be sitting in the car before getting into Radix and I'd be like typing away, right? And I'd shoot him a, shoot him a note or afterwards. Uh, and one of the reasons I would do it was, Sometimes I'm not expressing myself as well as I can verbally, but I can go ahead and, and write away and I'd, I'd shoot him the note and I'd get some, some feedback uh, or I wouldn't, even if, I, even if he didn't respond, he responded every single time, but even if he didn't, uh, by formulating those thoughts and putting them into writing, uh, I still go back to those emails and I'll read through them. Right? I, was, I was looking at one the other day, it was uh, the night before day one, fellas. Right, mm-hmm. it was an email from uh, an email from him, and then I look at some of the some of the stuff that I wrote him. So, it's really about understanding yourself, understanding the process, and understanding uh, again why you need to do it. There are some days where I I looked at the scale and I said it was Christmas, just before Christmas, I think, and uh, and I weighed myself and. Um, probably the angriest he's been at me. He's like, "What are you doing getting on the scale for?" right because it's it's just a number right you're just gonna you're gonna get on that scale it's holiday times you're gonna mess things up don't worry about what that number is it could be water um it could be a number of different things just just move on like let's deal with it next saturday when you come in so yeah the scales uh that's a whole different thing people don't if you're working out hard and eating enough protein you're building muscle then one pound of lean muscle holds on to three pounds of water. That's four pounds of good weight. If you lost four pounds of fat in the process, you're at a net zero on the scale. So the scale didn't move, but your whole different 
body composition. So what, what does the scale matter? The mm-hmm. scale doesn't, the only time I'm, uh, you know, I need a scale is for my fighters cause they got to weigh in at a certain number and then it matters. Besides that, it doesn't matter. What matters is your body composition. Mm-hmm. So the scale, when he was messaging me, oh, I'm up, what a pound. I'm like, dude, get off the scale. I don't <laughs> care about that number. <laughs> what have you found that might be common between your most successful transformations, people like Tony and other examples? Yeah, they have a, a deep sense of why they want to do it for sure. That's one of, one of the things. Um, they've built up... Um, like a discipline on a day-to-day basis a system yeah it's just like this is how it works and they're good with it and they trusted me they trust the process they didn't they didn't let little stupid things in their lives derail them from it and i say that in the most kind way possible like what what are examples oh it's just again like oh the scale went up a pound it doesn't work and then you stop everything and it's like how how did you come to that conclusion (laughs) you know what i mean but people do they like it's just looking for excuses to let themselves off the hook Mm-hmm. Um, so just building up the, those daily things that he goes through, like this time I get up, this is when I do my meal prep every week. This is when I eat this meal. This is when I eat this meal. This is, you know, and not caring what people think or what anybody else is doing. And you just keep hammering it out. Consistency is the key to all the success, right? You have to be consistent. You have to do it consistently over time and over and over and over and over again yeah but i think it's uh it's it's dealing with society as well because combating the uh the naysayers uh, they're there i think it's again because you make them uncomfortable this routine makes people uncomfortable what you're measuring out the peanut butter in that tablespoon right or mm-hmm. you're grabbing a cup to make sure that you have just a cup of rice and it's not it's not overflowing and people are not used to that right and then they wonder I don't know how I got fat. Like I, this is, this is what I ate. I had just, you know, a double toasted bagel with cream cheese. That's all I ate the whole morning. Mm. Well, what do you expect? Right. Mm -hmm. You're eating carbs and fat. Right. So I I almost think that's like the hardest part is just fighting normal society for any positive change. Right. And it's so crazy. Cause like, imagine the positive uplifting community at Radix where everyone's cheering each other on, holding each other accountable. Everyone's positive. But, but like, imagine the whole world was like that. Yeah. Like we were difference. all encouraging each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how much easier it would be. Yeah. It would just be, that's the new normal. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? Staying up late drinking? Yeah. Like what the hell's it's, wrong with you? But yeah, exactly. Hey, but you know what, you know what else I, and I haven't, I haven't done the math yet, but it'd be interesting to do, um, is people complain about how expensive it is. Right. And I thought to myself, oh, okay. geez, do the math on that. It's not expensive at all. What's expensive is your $5 mochaccino from Starbucks every day. That's Uber expensive. Eats. Yeah. Uh, I don't go to the liquor store anymore, right? If I just did the math on the wine that I'm not buying, the fast food that I'm not buying, you go to Harvey's drive through yeah. I don't know, 11 or 12 bucks for, for a meal, right? Mm-hmm. Coupled with a, a few bottles of wine, uh, we would order, uh, as a family, we were probably ordering out at least twice a week. Sushi, pizza from the local Italian place, you're spending 80, 90, 100 bucks for, for the family, right? So that's that's gone, right? So, and you compare that with, all right, I'm going to Healthy Planet, I'm buying some supplements, um, spending some more money on, uh, on protein at the grocery store. I'm for sure spending less, gym membership. Mm. Um, it's, I'm spending less for sure now, 
with the program that I'm on versus what I was doing before. Going out with the boys, you know, you spend yeah. a couple of hundred bucks drinking and eating oh, right, easily. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy how much that adds up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. people, like, just out of, <laughs> I do this myself, like, just out of your uh, Americano every day that you go and buy out, yeah. like, it all adds up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people don't mind spending money on stupid stuff, but then they're going to complain to me that my, you know, their gym membership costs this. And I'm like, geez, guys, mm-hmm. I'm literally having you invest into the future of your health and your family and how can you complain to me about that that's why i don't like i don't feel bad when i'm tell people how much it costs to do things and they look at me like oh that's how much the challenge costs like yeah i'm gonna change your life (laughs) like how much is that worth to you you know i think you can get jaded over time of just like hearing the excuses right oh for sure and over time completely jaded but you build up like a tough callus you just look at them like yeah i've heard it before but like look what i can do I, I'm totally confident what I can do with somebody who listens to me. I've done it so for so long and with so many people that it's just like, if you want to make that excuse, make that excuse. But I'm not, you know, I just, I'm not going to feel bad for you or feel sorry about it. I'm just going to tell you the truth of what I think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's that you're making an excuse. And if you wanted to have the money to do it, you would have the money to do it because you're going to walk out of here now, hop into the Mercedes that you finance Mm -hmm. and spend way too much money on and drive to your $1.5 million home in Oakville somewhere. Don't complain to me about, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I just have no, it's priorities, man. If it's a priority, you will find a way. If it's a priority for me, I'll figure out a way to get that money. Don't you worry. If yeah, it's something I, my kid uh, needs, I will get, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll sell another challenge. You know what I mean? Like if you want it, you can get it. It's true. When I yeah. started up with, uh, with coach Dan and Radix, is it Radix or Radix? Yeah, Radix. Okay. With Radix. Uh, you know, I, I signed up number one. I was happy that he had a spot available and that, uh, I was able, able to do it, but I didn't ask him how much it was because I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter how much it is. And he's my favorite kind of customer. And he's telling me, he's telling me. (laughs) He could have charged this guy double. Right. And and he could have. It's worth double. He he could have. He would have paid it. At that time, I would have paid it. Not now. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, bring it down. Right. Uh, But just the the perspective of, and actually on my first first scan, um, and he's got all my scans. I take pictures and I print them. Uh, but on my first scan, I wrote out as uh, as a body fat goal, I wrote out 12 to 16 percent. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I wanted to get down to. But from from a money perspective, I didn't ask how much it was because I thought Shit, if this guy can get me down to 180 pounds, I'm living large. Yeah. I mean, I'm how good. many years of your life did you just get back? If you had oh, continued yeah. your that lifestyle versus yeah. the lifestyle you have now, ten well, years. Well, well, it's not mm-hmm. not necessarily just living. How many more years I got back? It's how many more quality years yeah. did I get? Yeah, back. that's a yeah. huge point, right? Because like now I'm I'm ready to go at any time throughout the entire day, and I can do pretty much whatever whatever I need to do. I'm I'm not feeling. I don't spend any time on my couch anymore, right? Like I don't like after dinner. The routine was sit on the couch, grab some more wine and watch TV and sit with the dog, right? During both eight week challenges, it was, man, I gotta walk to Walmart, right? I didn't really have to walk to Walmart, but I needed to, cause I need to get 15,000 steps, right? It was about a 20, 25 minute walk, right? So I take the walk, it was in the winter. I got some, um, 
some of those winter pants to keep the uh, wind from uh, freezing my tail off, right? Nice. And uh, and I would just I would do it because that's that's what I needed to do, right? So it's it's the quality of years that you're getting back. You're under thirty, I think you mentioned. Um, I'm gonna be fifty. So I've seen the last 20 years, how quickly they go. And I know the next 20 are going to go quick. And do I want to be that 60? I, like I got friends who are talking about retiring, like they're in their fifties, right? Because they're just tired of everything. I'm thinking this today, I was thinking, I got to talk to him and figure out, okay, what am I going to go for now? Right? Like it's, I, I want to gain, I want to gain muscle. I want to gain strength, but what else can I shoot for? Right. Because now it's, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm filled with piss and vinegar. Like, let's go. <laughs> Love right? it, man. And I see the young guys like around the office and they're, they're walking around, they're like lethargic and they're, you know, I can't wait for the weekend and this week's dragging on and all this business. I'm thinking, man, I got up at 4 a.m. this morning. I went to work out. I did my thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm running multiple departments. Life is good, right? And then you get, oh, this happened. The, my, my basement flooded two different times, right? Um, you know, uh, just, just a, a series of events that always happen. And I think pre-Radix, uh, I would have thought, man, why does this always happen to me, right? Post-Radix, okay, what do we need to do? How do we fix it? Giddy up, let's move on. We don't have time to, you know, um, continue to think about how terrible my life is because this happened man i i financially i'm able to do it um i wake up every morning which is a blessing in itself these guys are open so i i've got a place to hang my hat and i can like physically i can do it right so why wouldn't i and that's that's really that's that's really where it's at hmm. like get it done get it done that's the that's the motto yeah i think this is just how we're supposed to feel as humans yeah yeah i think this is just how we probably felt for like a hundred thousand years before the last ten thousand right especially before the last 50 yeah yeah so many people are living subpar mentally physically life's life yeah life's human existence yeah and it's that's sad that's super sad okay so i think we can wrap with that tony your story is amazing um it's inspiring uh, congrats on everything. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I'll just be following along. I'm sure Dan will keep giving out updates. Um, do you want to share anything of how people can reach out or something? That's I'll probably ask Dan. I don't know if you want to share anything, Tony. Or... Yeah, not really. I mean, come see me at 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Radix. It's uh, 427 Spears Road. Yeah, Let's go. go. Yeah. yeah. If you want to check us out, you can go on uh, radixgym.com to check out the website. Um, if you want to talk about doing your own challenge, you can message uh, or email us at uh, hello at radixgym.com. And uh, we're running these challenges kind of consistently now and changing people's lives. And if you're ready for that change, uh, we're ready to give you some Coach Dan love. (laughs) (laughs) Tough love. Yeah, tough love. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony. Awesome. Thanks, Anthony. 
A huge thank you to Tony and Dan for sharing their story and insights. Tony, congrats again on your journey. And Dan, props to you for being such a positive influence on the world. And if you're looking to transform your life to be on your own terms, we're here to help you out with that. To learn more about the Rockstar Inner Circle membership and all the incredible benefits it offers, like one-on-one personal real estate investing coaching or a positive support system of hundreds of action takers and professionals, reach out to us by email at members at rockstarbrokerage.com, call 905 905- 338-6964 extension 210 just to chat with us and ask us about the membership or simply visit rockstarinnercircle.com slash member to learn more about it. Thanks for listening as always and hope to catch you on the next episode.